With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Jake. All Network, Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you. And Matt Moore. Matt's going to join us in just a second. Love having Matt Moore on the show. But I want to remind our live audience, uh, we still got a couple games to hit. Week 15 in the National Football League uh, to finish up our handicap. We got Sunday Night Football with the Jaguars and the Ravens in Duval. And then Monday Night Football with the Eagles and the Seahawks and the good old... Pacific Northwest. We also got to give you all our bets for tonight in the National Hockey League, like loaded slate in the NHL. I think I've got mm, four bets tonight in the NHL, at least, maybe another one. We'll see. Ken will give us his bets in the NHL, and we'll give you our side total and prop bets for the night in the association. Perhaps the games we bet for Week 15 in the NFL as well, uh, depending on time, quite honestly. And if not, we'll do it tomorrow. And if not tomorrow, then we won't. Sorry. But joining us right now, we'll make it up to you right now by bringing on a great guest to kick off things, uh, the fun and frivolity and the power hour on a Tuesday. And to do that, we welcome in the great Matt Moore from the Action Network. Uh, All of Matt's written work uh, about the NBA, betting on the NBA can be found, actionnetwork.com. We also encourage people to check out Matt's sensational NBA betting podcast, which you can find on like a daily basis, Buckets. Please search it wherever you find your podcasts and follow Matt on Twitter at HP Basketball. And because Matt is such a good friend of ours, I won't bring up Patrick Mahomes crying after the Chiefs lost to the Bills this past Sunday. Matt, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. It's always great to have you on You Better You Bet. Hey, glad to be on with you guys. Uh, could, could have done without that, Costas. That's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not upset. It's fine. They've won two of the last four Super Bowls. Better hope none of the receivers figure out how to catch in three weeks. Just better hope that. Better hope none of them figure out how to do that. If they figure out how to catch a ball, look out. <laughs> if those receivers figure out how to, you know, receive, then uh, then the rest of the league's really in trouble. They, they, they I mean, might win anyway. Even if these guys yeah. can't catch, they still might win with that defense. They have the best player. I don't dislike Mahomes at all. I think he's the best. Just like, hey, man, like, I don't know. Have a little self-awareness, guy. Just just a little yeah. bit. Just a little bit I for the greatest player right? on the planet. You're saying you don't dislike him at all. For that, I, for that, I dislike him a little bit. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, Matt, we uh, we haven't had you on since the in-season tournament ended. And it was awesome. I know, like, a couple people kind of wrote some posts trying to be like, well, the ratings weren't that good and, you know, whatever. Like, But, like, 
it was awesome. <laughs> so it was so much just as a fan, honestly, like I didn't have a bet on the final. Um, I had like some, some small bets and stuff just for some action. It was just really, really, really fun. Obviously, the Lakers beat the Pacers in the uh, the end season tournament championship. They will raise a banner uh, to crypto to, to honor this accomplishment. Whatever they won, put up whatever you want. Uh, is there anything that happened? in the end season tournament that you think has like some broader applications to teams winning the title, making the playoffs, winning awards at the end of the year. Like this could be Pacers and Lakers make it Celtics. Don't like, there's a lot of stuff in the end season tournament that kind of feels like how the playoffs usually feel. What did you make of it? Yeah. So I, you know, I came away from the tournament. It was a great environment. Honestly, Vegas really is a good place to host it. They got to figure out, timing of things but it was a really cool environment the nba did a lot to make it feel like a big event um i came away more bullish on the lakers because at least here, here's kind of the way to think about it you have proof of concept right like you had the western conference finals last year but that was last year's team and this one's mostly the same but slightly different and what you have is you kind of have proof of concept which is the physicality that they bring on defense lebron playing the way that he is what davis is capable of at least versus smaller lineups and he'll face some of those probably in the playoffs and then a little bit better shooting. Like you have proof of concept that they can raise themselves to a level to where they're probably, I think, undervalued a little bit in the market. Like the market's been very fascinating on them because there's always going to be a little bit of a bump because it's the Lakers and they're so popular. But the books by and large have kind of been like pretty skeptical of them, which is like, look, you weren't great last year until you made a trade and then it was March. And so then you had like a wild run through the Western Conference as a play-in team. So they've been a little bit, I think, behind. So I actually did put a little bit in on Lakers to win the title just as like, a, all right, I want to go ahead and add this to my portfolio of teams that I've got here. I also love Anthony Davis, DPOY right now. I think that if Davis, look, Davis, the question's always going to be health, but there are health questions, I think, with everybody that's in the conversation, including Bam Adebayo, who's without a time return. So I think there's probably value on Anthony Davis there. The other one is I cannot stress to you how much the Bucks stand out as giant red flags, warning signs. They're going to have this good record. You're going to look at them on paper and be like, I don't know. They seem really great. The coaching stuff is a real problem. And you had the report after the game about Bobby Portis from Chris Haynes talking to the coach and basically challenging him. This is the third time, third report that we have in a month and a half of the players basically trying to correct stuff that Adrian Griffin is doing. You cannot bet on the Bucks right now, given where the coaching situation is at. Those, to me, are like the big takeaways. Outside of maybe you want to get in on, on Pacers to make the playoffs, that number is, keeps plummeting. We got a much better number a couple of weeks ago. I think the Pacers are going to make the playoffs. They're not going anywhere once they get there, but they'll be a fun team. Those are my big takeaways, I think, from the in-season tournament. And the Bucks, I like, did get a win last night over Chicago, but any of the Bulls send that game to Barely. overtime. Like, and like yeah. we talked about it yesterday, and like, we, thankfully, we didn't end up betting Milwaukee in the game. I bet Bulls team total under, which which lost because you know the Bucks are terrible defensively. Like, can't lay this price with Milwaukee, and then like they almost lose the game after all the talk after the semifinal loss on Thursday to the Pacers. Like, obviously, still a great team, but uh, got some questions right now about Milwaukee. All right, so just like my train of thought, uh. Ken asks you about the Lakers, right? In the in, just the oh, in season tournament thoughts, and the Lakers win the in season tournament. In my head, okay, so I go, okay, the team that they beat in the final is the Pacers. And the first thing that pops into my head, and I got to ask you about it, uh, is the Detroit Pistons. Because last night, try and catch the falling knife, and as a result, uh, I, I have stitches now. And I right. maybe almost lost a hand bad. last night. Like uh, the ghosts, the show. Yeah. Right. So, like, they, 
They've lost 20 straight games. They don't cover 20. again 20, 2-0. Two, two and also, that's and then you take that number and you times it by eight, and that's how much Monty Williams is making per game to coach to coach in millions for the Pistons. But in all seriousness, they've, they've actually lost 20 straight. And tomorrow, on Wednesday, they host the Sixers and are currently like a double-digit home dog in the game, and the Sixers just beat the Wizards by 1,000 a, a points last night. Uh, like... Uh, are we like fading the Pistons into oblivion? At some point, do you want to like try and catch this falling knife again? Like, what are we doing with this team that looks like right now one of the worst teams in the history of the NBA? And that is not hyperbole at this point in the season, right? Could turn around right now, one of the worst teams we've ever seen. I was working on a column when the lines for tomorrow popped and with the Sixers as an 11 point favorite. And I checked my numbers and immediately bet Sixers. So I'm betting on them going and losing again tomorrow. My strategy, I think, when you, you talk about these teams that are on these kinds of streaks or these kinds of stretches, and maybe not this bad, but just in general, is don't don't try and catch the falling knife. Don't try and bank on the regression. Don't try, try and bank on the, well, they got to win sometime. Let them win first. And then once they're past that, they're past that mental hurdle, maybe then you can start to readdress and, and find some opportunities for them. Because, like, quite honestly – there's just so inept. There's nothing they do well. Like you can't identify anything. There are little blips and signs. Like they're better with Bogdanovich, Bogdanovich back. Like Bogdanovich, Ivy, Cade. Those lineups are going to be closer to winning their minutes than any other lineup that they're going to get to. And it still hasn't been enough because they do have to play the other guys. They have injuries on top of it with guys like Duran. There's not like an opportunity, I don't think, to find like, ooh, this is a really good spot until the market just drastically overcorrects. And it's not like you're going to see like a, a huge hit in any sort of NBA regular season game in December where this this line's going to get bet so high you can come back in on the other side. That's not going to happen. So I, I just think that they're a team to avoid unless you find opportunities like I did with look, the Sixers take care of business versus these teams. That's what they do. And Beeb will have a monster game. They'll probably cruise. Yes, it's possible that the Pistons can can pull off a miracle upset here. But if you're just asking, like, look, no, there's no, like, rational – eventually, if you ask me over the course of a season, will they be better at some point this season than they are now? Yes, they will be better at some point. But they are definitely not now. Wait for them to get through what genuinely looks like a very Shawshank Redemption escape that they are trapped in right now before you even <laughs> think about betting them. That's five football fields of terrible losses for the uh, for the Detroit. But just to like really emphasize this, the Sixers are because I don't know if we said this. They're twelve on the road. They're twelve on the yeah. road. That's like a that's like an April tankathon game. That's like that's kind of point yeah. spread. Like you never see that stuff. And to Matt's point that they'll be playing better at some point, I would just remind people like think of how you felt about the San Jose Sharks in hockey through the first twenty games of the season. Like lost ten nothing in a game. Couldn't like are they ever going to win? They win all the time. They might not even be the worst team in the league at the end of the year. The Blackhawks might be the worst team in the league. We like, might bet them tonight. We'll though. see. Hey, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, they score a lot more goals, at least, than they used to. Uh, Matt, in like a minute here, because I, I want to obviously games tonight and, you know, we have a lot of interesting matchups, but just like a minute. I think we're expecting the first Tim Bontemp straw poll for MVP to come out maybe this week. I think I heard Friday, maybe if not then soon after that. It's probably going to have Nikola Jokic in the lead, maybe by a large margin. Is there anything to do with that market right now, which obviously got really crazy last year in about a minute? Yeah. Uh, look, I, I do think. It's worth looking at the other guys and your guy that you have and you and you, you got last year. Uh, I think Embiid is got a lot of value right now. I think I'm gonna get right this now. year again too. 
Damn. Yeah, Basketball Reference um, has him number one. There's uh, JJ Reddick's got a, a clip that's going a little bit viral where he's talking about how Embiid is playing as well as Jokic and no one's talking about it. And whenever you have those kind of outlets talking about how no one's talking about it, people will start talking about it. Um, I will also tell you that with the odds of both Embiid and and Jokic maybe missing time because they're going to be careful for the playoffs, I think Shea still has incredible value. Like, Shea's not even third, and that's absurd. Shea Gildas-Alexander is in the top tier with the top two guys, no question about it. Like, the best value on the board right now is Shea Gildas-Alexander. If you're like, well, how does he win? The answer is Jokic doesn't play 65 games and B doesn't play 65 games. If those two guys were not eligible, this would be Shea Gildas-Alexander with a bullet if we voted right now. It's got to be Shea. Those, but I think there's value on Embiid and Shea and no one else at this point in time. A couple more minutes here with Matt Moore from the Action Network with Nick and Ken here on a terrific Basketball Tuesday. Matt on Twitter at HP Basketball. Matt, maybe we'll have some time left over after this answer for something else, but want to make sure we give you enough runway to roll through all your bets for tonight. Side total and props for a pretty loaded uh, Tuesday night slate in the association. Uh, what have you got for us here? And if there's time left over again, we could definitely hit you with something else. Tough slate with all the back-to-backs. That's my only kind of reservation on tonight's slate is like it's you're gonna they're paying the price for the in-season tournament. Everybody got two Sundays off, and now they got to pay the piper. Um, I do love the Bulls tonight plus seven and a half. This opened eight and a half, and I grabbed it there. Um, this is a great spot. I think Jamal Murray is probably gonna try and play, but may not be able to. He suffered a pretty bad ankle sprain last night, and I would not be surprised if they just held him out. Aaron Gordon's probably gonna play. Jokic is definitely gonna play with the amount of Serbian fans in Chicago. Uh, but the Bulls have been sneaky. I know the Bulls went to OT last night. I get that. But look, the, they're playing a bunch of young guys. It's Kobe White and dudes. And I, I think that at home, if I'm going to get a back-to-back team, I want a back-to-back team at home as a big dog. And that's what we get here with the Bulls. Uh, the Nuggets are not good on the road. In particular, their bench is not good on the road. The bench played well last night. The bench almost never strings together consecutive good nights of basketball. So this is too many points to lay. I'll go ahead and I'll grab the – I would still like it at seven and a half on the Chicago Bulls in this spot. I've got this down at four, given a Bulls home court advantage. The other one I like tonight, um, liked it better, obviously, with Kevin Durant was going to play, but I, I grabbed over in Warrior Suns tonight, uh, 231 and a half. I do think has some value here. Look, without Kevin Durant this season, um, they've gone under, but uh, those games have featured no Devin Booker at times. And so with Booker being available, I think that does change kind of the equation here. They have enough firepower. Warriors defense on the road continues to be a real question mark. And like this is a lot of it. I just got done watching Warriors Clippers from last week the Warriors three-point defense is undisciplined right now and that's Clay Thompson trying to chase dudes off of screens and it's rotations from guys like Draymond Green and the young guys like Moses Moody I I genuinely think that there's a good chance that for the Suns to put up a pretty good number here even though they don't shoot that many threes the Suns offense is always efficient so I'll take the over here at 231 and a half along with Bulls plus seven and a half those are my two best bets on the night Matt, just like 15, 30 seconds here. Two games tonight, Warriors, Suns, and Kings Clippers feature Pacific teams. The Lakers are at Dallas. Suns still a pretty big favorite to win that division. 30 seconds here. Who who actually wins the Pacific? I like the Clippers. I'm with you, man. And we're just going to like, I'm just embrace pain. That's my logo for, that's my slogan for, for Pacific division betting is embrace pain. Clippers have the sixth best net rating for any five-man lineup in the league with the starters with uh, Harden on and Westbrook off. It works. They're getting great minutes from Daniel Tice off the bench. This team really is a lot better. When you dig under the hood on some of their stuff and you watch them, you're like, this team's really good. I like the Clippers to win the division. You're getting them in a really absurd number. I trust them to stay healthier, at least in terms of number of stars available, et cetera. I like the Clippers to win the Pacific Division at a pretty good number right now. 
Will the Chiefs win by 10 or more on Sunday on the road in New England? No. No, they won't because their receivers are going to drop another five passes and Kelsey will turn it over and there'll be some weird call. And no, just you better hope things don't turn around by the time January rolls around. Like how you say that, like I'm like betting against the Chiefs or something. Like I think they're awesome. They could win the yeah. Super Bowl Everyone's again. Certainly possible. In my no bucket. one believes the two-time champs, Nick. That, that listen, you and also and Mahomes sucks and Reed can't win the big game, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. On Twitter at HP Basketball Buckets Podcast Action Network.com. Matt, we appreciate it. Uh, good luck with the bets, and we look forward to catching up with you again soon. On the other side, Ken and I finish our handicap week 15 in the NFL.